The following may contain offensive language, adult humor, and or content that some viewers may find offensive. The views and opinions expressed by any one speaker does not explicitly or necessarily reflect or represent those of Mark Rattledge or W2M Network. Please listen with caution, or don't listen at all. Good evening and welcome to TV Party Tonight. I'm your host, Alexis Haina, and tonight we're doing something a little seasonal, if you forgive the pun, because we are going to be talking about the four seasonal specials of the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse, winter, spring, summer, and fall. Joining us, I can't believe he's back. I don't know why we haven't scared him off yet, Mr. Zachary Strobel. Hey, man, welcome back. Glad to have you here. Hi, it's good to be back. I really prepared for this review. I'm wearing my Mickey shirt. I watched the specials. I ate nothing but cheese for the last week. And uh, yeah. Okay, good to know. Although technically, shouldn't you have eaten nothing but churros? Ah, I see what you did there. Yeah, I'm actually wearing one of my uh, Walt Disney hoodies. This is one of the ones I got at Disney World uh, about a little over a year ago when I went to the park. I want to go back. I miss Disney World. Disney World's awesome. I'm going there uh, in February. So, oh, awesome. Yeah. All right. So, we had you on for the Pinocchio review. Really glad we had you on for that. You brought in a lot of uh, interesting points. So, we're going to talk about uh, these specials. You wanted to start off by talking about uh, where these got started, and that was the 2013 Mickey Mouse shorts that first debuted on YouTube and later on Disney+. Plus. Uh, these were kind of an experiment, I would say, to see with this new branding of Mickey Mouse. Uh, the style was a little different from what we've seen. Uh, we had a handful of the shorts that were done in different languages, which I thought was a really great idea. Uh, so uh, what did you think about the 2013 shorts? Um, when I first saw them, I thought they were weird and I didn't really like the art style, but they grew on me. Um, I really liked how, how like they were experimented. Like, I mean, it, I mean, it made sense over time. It's like, cause then you realize like how, like the original Mickey, well, not the original, the original Mickey was like weird and mm -hmm. really violent, but then it was like, but then over time when. They redesigned him in like the 40s then he became more safe and he's like oh boy and stuff like that so um so i like that they brought this mickey back and it's like obviously with the new art style they can be like no this mickey would do that like this one's angry and violent and stuff like that not like the one you see like on diapers or on uh uh the mickey mouse clubhouse or stuff like that so i mm -hmm. i like it I also like that it's official so that like you hear Bill Farmer's voice and you hear like Donald's voice and they like say things like, yeah, boy, and stuff like that. Definitely. Uh, the 2013 shorts were also the last appearance of, uh, it was Russie Taylor. Was that that right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who uh, was the voice of Minnie Mouse, who tragically passed away. Uh, so the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse, uh, which was a continuation of this, uh, starting in 2020. And we brought in uh, Caitlin Rob Rock as the voice of Minnie Mouse. Uh, Mark Radlich and I discussed uh, the first, uh, I, I guess you'd call it the first season of the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse. Uh, here on the Radelich and Broadcasting Network, plug, plug. Uh, <laughs> we talked about those shorts and how much fun we had and what we liked and what we didn't like. So the show got renewed, uh, not in the traditional sense, but for these four uh, seasonal specials uh, that we're going to talk about tonight. These were released uh, over a year in various month increments. Uh, each one is a, well, the first two are a series of shorts, an anthology uh summer and fall are a single contained story so th i think this was kind of their time to have some fun and try something a little bit new with the shorts i thought they did a really good job so we're gonna go ahead and start off uh, unless there was anything else you wanted to uh discuss about the shorts before we uh kick in yes um they do um this also ties into uh um what i liked about the original shorts like the the pre uh, wonderful world the the YouTube days. Uh, what I liked about those, well, first of all, I really like that they've never run out of steam. Like this has been going oh, yeah. on for like ten years, and it's never run out of steam. It, it's mm -hmm. still it's like, um, but what I what I feel like with the original um, shorts from YouTube, what I like about them is I feel like they were able to like pack in all those jokes and make it work in like three minutes, which I think takes a lot of talent and really good. Oh, definitely. And I think, I mean, sometimes I feel like they needed those seven minutes, like a story like Potato Land, like that one needed. But I feel like when they went to Wonderful World, like everything became like eight minutes long or seven and a half or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes it didn't feel like it was like necessary. I feel like they just had to make it seven minutes because for con for consistency reasons. And I'll get into that like when we talk more about the specials, but I really did... Uh, um, that's like my like only real issue, but let's get into the specials. Definitely. Yeah, no, I really, like I said, I really did like the two, the, uh, 2020 specials and the 2013 shorts. But again, if you want to hear our thoughts on the 2020 first season of wonderful world, Mickey Mouse, go check out our video. So let's go ahead. We're going to dive right into the wonderful winter of Mickey Mouse, which is appropriate because here in Kansas city, apparently mother nature said fall, who cares about fall skip? <laughs> We're slowly freezing to death. It's the Midwest. I should be used to it by now. So this one is a uh, anthology short. We have three separate stories. Uh, the first one we've got uh, an interesting concept. Mickey is working in a factory in the clouds and he's a janitor, but his dream is to make a snowflake and he gets his chance when one day he is left alone in the weatherworks. And of course, certain things happen and all shenanigans break loose <laughs> along with some other things uh in the second one uh we have i would say this is a bit of a cliche story because i've seen so many shows do this but it, it's with mickey donald and goofy so it works our three best friends are going to a cabin in uh the mountains and the minute they get there they're immediately snowed in by an avalanche so we've got them going insane. Goofy's apparently got horrible claustrophobia as they try to cope and figure a way out. The third one, which I, I have to admit, the third one I thought was the weakest. Uh, we have Mickey and Minnie uh, ice skating. 
and uh, giving a performance and they keep trying to entertain the crowd but goofy keeps slamming into them while they're uh while he's trying to ice fish and it's it feels like they're not totally connected that well it 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 feels kind of like a bit of a rush story personally i wasn't a huge fan but let's go ahead and talk about the first short i thought that the design of the weather factory had kind of a uh, it's a small world after all feel to it with the design and with the colors it was very bright very colorful very cheerful these shorts are beautiful by the way you mm -hmm. know these are absolutely this is gorgeous animation so uh you want to give your thoughts um i actually um i liked it okay i think the first two shorts I think they were okay. Um, I thought this one was better than the, the spring one, but I'll get into that when we get to that. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like, and the issue with this is, as like you said, the animation is beautiful, but I don't think it's like, I think it's beautiful in like a visually, aesthetically good way, but I don't think it's very soothing and relaxing. I think it's okay. better being energized and distorted and weird when they make those faces and stuff. Oh, sure. Uh, and I think they were trying to, I think they were trying to make it soothing and relaxed. I mean, the color scheme works in that, but I don't feel like it was, I don't know. I just, something was a little off. I didn't think the special was that funny. I didn't think it was, I didn't think the, I, I don't, I didn't think the, I think the premises were good. I just, I don't know. I, I think it could have been a little, I, I just think it could have been ex executed a little better. I don't, it's hard to explain though, but it, it wasn't bad. It just, mm -hmm. it was a good first step. It was very much so. And yeah, you're right. It did have a bit of a frantic style. Like I, the animation styles admittedly were very different in all three shorts. You have kind of more of a whimsy with the uh, weather factory and things are a little bit more hectic uh, when they're in the cabin. And then you have this very graceful motion in the animation when they're doing the ice dancing so they're they're very three very different stories and they hit you very differently so um i would say this is it probably my second least favorite of the shorts again i thought the there were some cool ideas in there but and it was a good first stepping stone as you said but it really didn't impact me the way the others did yeah I just also didn't, I feel like as much as I, I do like seeing them and it was cause I know like this was, like you said earlier, this is going to be like the first, like, cause you said they're not doing like when they did wonderful world, like they were based like two episodes, like a week for mm -hmm. so many weeks. And I feel like with this, it was like, you're getting a 22 special, like, and you won't see it again for another few months. So I got a little like, Oh man, really? So I mean, it was it wasn't bad. It just it was just okay. Yeah, yeah. Now things did start getting better with the second one. That is the wonderful spring of Mickey Mouse that came out on March twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. Again, this is an anthology. Uh, first one, uh, really creative. First one in that there is no dialogue. All of our characters are visualized as flowers and <laughs> bugs, and we have Mickey, Minnie. Donald, Daisy, and Goofy at the bottom of a hill trying to get to the top of the hill so they could soak up the most sun. And the sun is portrayed by Dopey. <laughs> that was a good choice. I like that, that was it was an interesting choice. Yeah, when Dopey's face just turned up in the sun, I was like, okay, wasn't expecting that. I like how they look into like, don't look into Dopey's eyes, you'll go blind. <laughs> 
God, don't look at Adopi's eyes. He could see your soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, this one also had a lot of fun cameos. Uh, we also see uh, Clarabelle Cow, Pete, uh, Peglick Pete, uh, Horse, Horse Collar. Uh, there's even a bug that I think was designed to look like Oswald the Rabbit. So I, I love, love it when Disney sneaks in little Oswald the Rabbit uh, nods. You know, you, you, if you're a huge animation nut like we are, then when you see it, you geek out a little bit. Yeah. Um, I did like the reference to the old mill. That was a good, that was a that really was good. nice, that's what I really like about these special. I like their homages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, second uh, story is Mickey and Minnie are trying to grow a garden and they get just a tiny bit carried away with it because it's Mickey and Minnie. When do they not get carried away with when they're doing stuff? Yeah. And basically they kind of just drive everyone insane with the amount of pollen that their garden creates. And this one actually kind of hit for me because I've got Bradford pear trees all lining our street. And when spring hits, they're beautiful. They're so lovely to look at, but the crazy amount of pollen that they produce. Oh, yeah. It's just like, just get, just stock up on Flonase. You're going to need it. Yeah, that's like when I used to live in Baltimore for college. It was like the cherry blossoms. They were like so much pollen. It was like, it was beautiful. But then I was like, Mars! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have horrible seasonal allergies, and every spring it's just like, get me the heating pad, get me the Zyrtec, just give me the Flonase. I'm just gonna put the heating pad on my face and wait for summer or for the weather to stabilize. <laughs> so yeah, I thought again this one was a lot of fun. We had some more cameos. I love the little bit of uh, Alice from Alice in Wonderland <laughs> playing croquet in her yard. That was cute. I love how like non-continuity, like the, um, uh, like the characters will just appear whenever they need a cameo. It's like Alice mm -hmm. and the Wicked Witch from Snow White, and and like Beauty and the Beast. They all live in the same suburban neighborhood, which is kind of funny. <laughs> I do love that. That's something that Mark and I talked about that we really love when the Mickey Shorts do this. Is that Mi Disney has got the biggest catalog of characters of any corporation. And it is so much fun when they actually dig through and they bring in all of these cameos. We love seeing all these characters that we've grown up with from very shorts and movies and comics. You know, we love little homages like that. We're nerds. We love to play, you know, find the Easter eggs in our shorts. Yeah. That sounded wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I should have thought about that before I said that. No, that was funny. I liked it. <laughs> um no uh so the third one uh which is my favorite uh is um minnie tries to help poor mickey with his spring cleaning and mickey has evidently mickey apparently needs to end up on that hoarders tv show yeah because <laughs> he refuses to throw anything away because of the memories attached to it and again this short is nothing but easter eggs yeah i think you could just pause any frame of it and you're gonna see a million little things in the background i think at one point she's holding a box and it's got a keyblade in it from freaking kingdom hearts uh, a snow globe with the cheshire cat in it you see aladdin's lamp you see stuff from uh the 2013 shorts like the yodelberg uh a hat with the sunflower on it 
There's even a freaking reference to the Splash Dance record from the 80s. Yeah. Which I don't know if anyone remembers that. Surely someone did. So this was my favorite short, personally, not only because of all the Easter eggs, but I am admittedly a total pack rat. I don't like throwing things away, I partly because I like to find uses for things. I'm always that kind of person of, oh, I bet I could have used this all darn and I threw it away. I hate that. And I'm kind of a, I'm an environmentalist and I'm always worried that I'm going to throw something away and it's going to end up in the garbage. And it's going to end up in a dump. And it's just going to collect there. And I hate that. So I try not to throw stuff away. And my husband loves to throw things. Well, not loves to throw things away, but he's a neat freak. So he's just like, why are you holding out? And I'm like, we'll find a reason for it. Nope, it's in the trash. <laughs> I like how it actually went to that like compromise of donation where it made other people. That mm -hmm. I like. Because uh, about me, though, like I'm not really like, I say this, but in the background, I have like a goofy cell. Stuff like that, so I feel like, um, uh, what was gonna, where was I going with this? Oh yeah, it's like, uh, like I, like I, I have like something I like to collect. Like I like to collect old D VHS tapes because I have a working player. You're like the last human being on the planet who has a VHS player. I know it's great. They're like, t see, I played the long game. What I do is. They were twenty dollars. So what I do is I wait twenty five years, and then I and now they're two dollars. So I save eighteen dollars. It's it's that's what you do. Remind me after this. Um, my parents actually found a bunch of my old Looney Tunes VHSs at their house. Let's, let me see what I, they've got. I might have to send these to you because oh, we don't have a VHS player anymore. We actually went out to dinner with some of my other family members the other night, and my folks brought that up. I'm like, does anyone have a VHS player? And one of my aunts was like, well, I do. But it doesn't work with the TV I've got, so <laughs> it's kind of useless. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I liked uh, I liked this one. Um, it's it was a good special, the um, spring one. I thought it was also just kind of okay. Um, I don't know. It it does have funny moments, but it was just like as a whole, like I don't know. I also like when Mickey was like he flashes back to the churro scene where he was like where he's just like this fat little boy. I don't know why, but that just that choice to make him so fat and chubby was such was so funny for some. Yeah, well, what's the name of those little dolls that kind of look like the the Zoom Zooms? I think is what they're called. They sell them at the Disney parks. They're I know. Like little, they're like little balls, and it's the characters. Yeah. I think that's what he was supposed to look like. <laughs> but yeah, it's cute the way he's just kind of bouncing along and he grabs the churro. Because <laughs> if you haven't been to Disneyland or Disney World and gone to churro, you have not lived. Everyone needs a churro. Yes. Yeah. And I just love that when uh, they bring in goofy... Um, Minnie and Donald in the air to help with the spring cleaning, and they end up being like, "You can't throw that out of the way. You can't throw that away." But he's like, "You're not helping." <laughs> that was great. Yeah. So, all right. So then uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on to the wonderful summer of Mickey Mouse. This came out on July eighth. This is actually my favorite. Oh, this is totally my favorite. Yeah, I think this was the most well done. This is the most engaging story. Um. We have our five main characters. Again, it's Mickey, Minnie, uh, Goofy, Donald, and Daisy. 
and they're getting ready to go to the summer fireworks spectacular at the local marina. And they've had trouble the last few years. They never get good spots. They never get to see the fireworks. They never get to see the show. So they're determined. They're all going to do their part to get there on time and see it. And it's kind of a Rashomon style uh, episode because it starts with it's it's so weird the opening credits are it's over mickey in a boat going down the river being chased by a bunch of angry people and all of a sudden he flies his bone today and there's all this other stuff in the air that we don't know where the heck it came from crashes into the spectaculars stage and it's all five of them are there and they're like you know well, what, what what are you doing there and they have to explain how each of them ended up there so we get kind of a little fun. It's like, how did this happen? And then all the stories uh, tie into each other. Yeah, I like uh, I like how it's all chaotic. And I'm like, what is going on? Because obviously I have no context of what's going on in the first. Mm -hmm. And I love that it's all set to like this relaxing music where like there's <laughs> like, uh, I think this one, and I do not uh, say this lightly, but I think this one was not only like the best special, I think it was like as a special, like I think it was almost near perfect. Like it was mm. like, like everything worked. It was like with the other ones, I thought like they were just segments. Like I said earlier, like sometimes they were like eight minutes where it could have been three. This was perfectly like timed. It was funny. It was really funny. It, it paced well. The characters were great. Like, and I'm a really big sucker for those like this happened when uh and then this happened from this character's point of view which i've tried writing I actually well, I, I mean i wrote a book like that mm -hmm. like choose your own it is very hard to write it's fun oh, yeah. to write but they are very hard because the thing is if you write a joke it really does affect the continuity of it and there's so many joke funny jokes in this one so mm -hmm. i'm like how it must have been a nightmare to write this but it was so worth it because this one that i love this special yeah, and I love that it's also the first special that you get equal time with all five of the characters. Uh, you know, we love seeing the development of these, and I love seeing that we're getting a lot more personality and traits into the main ones. Uh, something that Mark and I brought up with the wonderful world of Mickey Shorts is that in the heyday, the, the old, old shorts that we all grew up with, watched as a kid, Mickey never had much of a personality. You know, he was very happy-go-lucky, very kind, but not much else it's like and when he was always paired with donald and goofy the wacky stuff mostly happened to them you know occasionally one little weird thing would happen to mickey like um oh my god the short where they have to move all the furniture out of the house moving day moving day yeah that's one of my favorites but mickey is not really a, a main character in that he gets one scene but most of the humor is revolved around goofy and donald trying to get stuff out of the house yeah. And these shorts really give them more character and development. You know, I I love how much they develop. I, I just even the little bit with Daisy, who is actually one of my favorite Disney characters. Um, to that her main story arc is that she got shamed by Mickey for being late <laughs> to an event, and she is so determined to be there on time. You know, and even when you get there, everything's destroyed. She's like, it wasn't my fault, but I still made it on time. And she's just celebrating. And again, that's great. I love that. We also get a fun little callback to the how-to shorts with Goofy, 
which always makes me happy. Those are my favorite Goofy shorts. I like how needlessly mean she was to Goofy, where, like, Goofy never really said, like, don't be late, and then he, like, and then it's, like, building up in her mind, and then, like, when they finally uh, meet up, he's like, I made it, Goof! And then, like, Goofy's like, what? Yeah, she she thought when he said, because he said, yeah, make sure you're on time. He was just agreeing with Mickey, but in her mind, she thought he was snapping at her. Which, admittedly, we've all been there and had that happen. We've all heard someone say something but it was just at the wrong time in our heads. We have all had that happen to us. That's what also I liked about this short because the thing is like not only like they tell their story, they tell it how they perceive the story. Mm-hmm. So it's like I like when it's like Donald's turn. It's like you see like 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 Mickey like he has like that one like that Patrick like once one two thing. He's like golly, it's like I bet I better. I'm going to mess it up again. And then all he hears Minnie say is Mickey. It's like that. That's all he thinks Minnie does. I love it when they get the goofy and everyone's a moron. That was good. That was so, I like that. I like little touches like that. Like that mm. was like, it didn't have to be there, but I'm so glad it was. Oh, definitely. It was hilarious. Yeah. I love it. Short, this whole short is just little touches like that. I'll also say that this is also the one I have rewatched the most. Me too. Uh, I I, uh, I rewatched the shorts today to make sure I had all my notes and everything ready to go for it. And I realized, like, I've watched the summer one a million times already. It's like, I don't need to rewatch it. I know what happens in it. <laughs> all right. And that leads us to our last one, The Wonderful Autumn of Mickey Mouse. This just came out on November 18th. Um, so Mickey inherits a... Um, little piece of land uh in a leafy hamlet and he finds out that his ancestor culpepper mouse uh was just the absolute worst farmer in the history of mankind apparently who i guess kind of destroyed the harvest for this town so he is determined to save his family's legacy and prove that he uh, can grow so he brings this crew with him and Donald is motivated because there is a pr- uh, contest for who grows the biggest pumpkin. He wants the cash prize. And Goofy wants to eat the biggest pumpkin, which I'm going to say is a little weird. Um, look, I, I'm all, I, I cook with squash all the time. You know, one of my favorite recipes is with spaghetti squash. And I love pumpkin pie as much as the next person. But I have never heard of someone just eating straight raw pumpkin well if it's gonna be anybody it's 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 goofy yeah (laughs) yeah do you know anyone who would eat pumpkin like that i've never known anyone i mean i like pumpkin but i don't like pumpkin that much yeah yeah it's like yeah roasted pumpkin seeds awesome a good pumpkin soup to die for pumpkin pie obviously but it's like no no not raw pumpkin just say it's pumpkin spice. Anyone will bu- anyone will buy if it's pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice pumpkin. I bought some pumpkin spice insurance the other day. I mean, that's how <laughs> people will buy anything as long as it's pumpkin spice in fall. What does that insure against? Seasonal affective disorder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's that. And we get i'm gonna admit it's feel this part does feel a little tagged on uh minnie and daisy 
find out that the town does not serve good straight maple syrup. So I, I do love when they go to the various farmers and one's a fly. And he's <laughs> like, I regurgitate it straight back into the bottle. And Daisy just looks at him and she goes, no. And walks away. <laughs> so they decided to start tapping all the local maple trees to harvest fresh syrup. But again, these get mixed up because Donald essentially goes full Monsanto on us and douses the field with uh, it's like a growth formula and whey protein and i i have honestly forgotten what else he puts into that stupid thing <laughs> and we get giant mutant man-eating pumpkins translation we couldn't do another halloween special so this was our way of working it the theme into it <laughs> <laughs> and this, I hate to say, is probably actually my least favorite, which I hate because fall is my favorite season. Always has been. But I really felt that this short was very jumbled together. The stories did not feel like they mixed in well. It it, it just didn't do anything for me. Yeah, I, I didn't really understand. I feel like there was no like continuous... I feel like, especially after coming off of such like a high note, like the summer one. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I felt it was just one really long story. Um, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was, I thought the jokes were funny. I thought it was paced all right. But I mean, I think it also went on maybe a little too long. Like, but I don't know. I just really like these specials, but um yeah, like I thought, I thought it, I thought the story was kind of thin, though. But it, it did have a good premise, though. I did like it. Yeah, I did. You know, I did like it, and I'll even admit the designs on the uh, mutant pumpkins were kind of fun. <laughs> These were very creative. They had some had like three eyes or one eye, and they all had like various rows of sharp teeth. Uh, kind of nightmare-inducing, really, when you break it down. Yeah. So. There's a lot of nightmare fuel in these. Cause the thing about it, and I know it's about this, because they move so fast, they like they're haunting on like a subconscious level. Because and also this like with the humor, it's like they'll throw a really weird joke, but you're just like, you gotta pay attention because it's moving so fast. Mm -hmm. It's like you just gotta accept it that it happened and move on. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh so yeah, that admittedly the fall was for me my least favorite. Um I, I, I put winter above fall just because I really did like the first two shorts for the winter one. Fall one, I can't help but feel like they should have gone back to an anthology series. Yeah. So, I mean, because, yeah, we liked summer because of the Rashomon-style story, and we liked winter and spring doing anthology. Fall is just a straight, outright A to B plotline story. And I think that also does detract a little bit from it because we've seen more unique styles with the previous ones. This one just feels like a special. It does. I don't think it brings as much unique energy as the others did. Yeah, But it did look nice. I did like it. I did like the colors, though. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they did a really good job with the uh, capture of the fall colors. I loved all of the shades of brown and orange and yellow and red. It was very beautiful. I even like how everything in this town is pumpkin themed to the fact that I, I guess it's the mayor of the town is wearing, it's a very traditional suit, but the sleeves look like pumpkins. I forget his name. He was in a bunch of, uh, uh, he was in a bunch of Donald shorts. Uh, but oh, okay. I, I must've missed those. 
Uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, let me look it up. It's Wood something. Um, I know he's, what happened was, um, let me see. Um, I'll take, I'll do this, um, really sure. quickly. Um, Easy Bear, that's the one I remember. Um, let's see. Uh, Ranger, he was voiced by Bill Thompson and then Corey Burton. I don't know who voiced him in this one because I didn't see Corey's name. Um, let's see. I think it was uh, Jeff Bennett. Yeah, he did a really good job, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. I have... It's like Ranger... Let's just call him Ranger. Okay. Yeah, he was... Um, he has that kind of droopy voice. He's like, okay. talk like this and mm-hmm. like, that, like that. And, uh, yeah, he was... And then when they did the uh, they did the spinoff uh, of the Donald Schwartz, the Humphrey sh- Shorts, which mm-hmm. there were only two of them, but they're really worth checking out. Yeah, and we do have a couple Humphrey Bears in this short as well. Again, it's fun to see little tidbits like that. Yeah, he was uh so it's good to see that like the callbacks and all that in this. I like the uh, Ichabod Crane uh, cameo. Yeah, Ichabod and the one uh, towns the shorter towns lady by his side. She's like, "Oh, look, they're bobbing for apples and she's forcing his head into the water." That was yeah. funny. Yeah, and that's what I, you know what I realized, like, in, like, cartoons and, like, old movies when they bought for apples, I'm like, yay, that's, oh, that's just innocent. But now, like, in a, uh, like, COVID, pre, like, a pre post or post-COVID, COVID, yeah. post-COVID, I'm like, ah, that is gross. Ah, ah. Yeah, I, I still remember bobbing for apples when I was a kid. Uh, second grade, we had a big Halloween party and we bobbed for apples. And the running gag of it was one of the girls in my class had just lost her two front teeth. Again, second grade. So yeah. she couldn't bite an apple to save her life because she couldn't grip it. And finally, she, I mean, she kept trying. I, I remember this so clearly. She kept trying and trying, couldn't. And finally, the teacher just re- reached in, pulled an apple out, held it up. She goes, here, bite it. I can't believe I still remember that. Holy crap. <laughs> Do you did you ever bop for apples when you were a kid? Nope. I did not. I uh-huh. missed out. My childhood was not as good as yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't get to make fun of the classmate who had lost her front teeth and couldn't bite an apple. <laughs> can't say that i have <laughs> yeah it, it, it is weird when you look at something like that when you're a child and you go oh that was so much fun and now you're an adult and even you know before we had the plague as it were the idea of sticking your head into a bucket of water where other people had gone in with their mouths open and you were all going what the hell were we thinking and smoking <laughs> yes very much <laughs> Yeah, uh, but uh, back, but yeah, um, I really like. Um, I don't know. It, I kind of forgot a lot about this special. I mean, I remember the plot and everything, but like with the summer one, the other one, like I remember the jokes. Oh, there is one really good joke I remember, and okay. it's really funny. It's a really meta joke where Donald is like, "This makes." It was something like Mickey's like, "This makes me so happy," and then Donald's like. What doesn't make you happy? <laughs> yeah. And then he has this really close, and there's like a silence, and there's like this big happy grin, and he's like, 
everything. Or everything. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's what I like. I love that. Like, I like jokes like that. <laughs> that is, yeah, I love how much they play around with just how Mickey always has a smile on his face. <laughs> that is yeah. good. So, but yeah, those are, so those are the four seasons, the four shorts. Um, so I don't see anything here about what they're going to do now that they've concluded. I don't see if they're going to do uh, more specials. I'm hoping they are because obviously, you know, these are a lot of fun. We really enjoyed them. Uh, we just found out today there's some shakeup at uh, Disney headquarters. A uh, certain CEO got booted and a former CEO has been brought back, which tells us what the hell did Bob do to screw up that badly? What didn't he do? I don't know. I don't, I don't know the answer. I just wanted to do that setup. Um, actually, that's pretty good news. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, he lost his job, whatever. But I mean, I mean, this was the man who was like when they when they brought him in for D twenty three, they literally booed him off stage. I mean, so I'm like, I'm like it's not like. I mean, I did like Iger. I mean, he wasn't perfect, but I mean, it's a hard job. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean, Bob cheapskate is, is that how you say it cheapskate or was i off I, i'm way off a little bit okay uh um i never i don't feel i don't have the heart to correct you though <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know i mean I, I didn't know he got booed off of d23 yikes Ooh. yeah i heard that like there's video i saw a video of it online it was wow. like they introduced him like here the ceo of disney and he's like yeah and everyone's like boo I don't think even Kathleen Kennedy gets that kind of a uh, horrid attention. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually, I mean, I think it's good. I mean, cause I would, this came out of nowhere. I mean, cause I thought yeah. he was, I thought he was like happily retired and all that. And then it's like, I didn't know they could bring someone back. Like, cause he went out with such a big bang with, uh, with um, Disney plus. I mean, like, but yeah. Yeah, like I said, this he that's the thing is that this was so sudden and such a quick announcement. They freaking announced it on a Sunday afternoon. It's just like, what did he do that they wanted him gone this fast? You know, there was no announcement, big announcement, no notice about him leaving or anything. It, the, the, he, I'm sorry, he did something. Yeah, that just they were just like, he's got to go now. So. Yeah, I mean that's big because then not only that they had to get Iger till they had to convince him. I'm sure he probably wants it. Like he was like, "Look, I know you went out with a big bang. I know, but like you need to come back, dude." Mm -hmm. Yeah, and again, I wonder if it's a case of we need you to come back until we find someone else. You know, it's like just bring us. You know, it's like help save us for, for a few moments, and then we'll find someone else. Or is he back to stay for a while? I hope so. I hope he's back. I, I really liked him. Like, I mean, I think he's like the like, I think he's the most likable post wall like founder. I think. I mean, that's debatable. I mean, but I mean, I mean, I well, like. I mean, let's face it; they're both better than Eisner. Eisner, I think Eisner. When you look back, he didn't do. He was weird, but he did a lot good for the company. I mean, he did some bad, but I mean, he like, but he was the most ambitious. I think like he yeah. wanted. I think, like, he wanted to really make Disney, like, a global, 
like mm-hmm. like a really like not just American thing. Like he wanted it to be like, and he took them kind of out of like the dark era. Like it was a dark era. That's era true. Before. I, Eisner is. We do thank Eisner for the uh, second Renaissance. Yeah. Of Disney with the Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. That that was his doing. So. I mean, you could also thank. I feel dirty saying this. But you can thank Katzenberg for that too. Ah, I feel dirty saying that. Separate the art from the artist. We okay, can fine. deal with it. Yes. We have to be a- okay. Look, we have we have to be able to thank someone for the good they did, even if their name is now Mud. That is you true. You know, we we have to be able to do that. Yes. We do that. If we don't, then otherwise, then I'm never going to be able to watch The Usual Suspects again. And I freaking love that movie. That is a good movie. I like American Beauty too, but um, oh yeah, great movie. But that it is so it is it is aged like fine milk. <laughs> Very much. Yes, but you can also thank Iger for the specials. See, I tied it all back. Uh, uh, roll it back to what we were actually supposed to be talking about. Yes. Well done, sir. Thank you. Um, yeah, we're both drinking soda. Soda break. Are we both uh, drinking Coke? Um, I, I have root beer. Oh, okay. I, 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 like, I thought that was a Diet Coke can. It's zero sugar, so. Coke zero, also zero sugar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really like them. Uh, I like in the, um, did you watch, I know we didn't, re- I know we're not reviewing this, but did you watch the new, uh, Mickey, uh, documentary? Story of a Mouse? Not yet. Uh, hands are kind of full, uh, for the next few days. My plan was to watch it this coming weekend. Uh, it after, is after I get through Thanksgiving. Yes, it is good, but it is very long. It's it's worth every minute, but it's like it's like its own movie. It's oh, it is so good. I don't really like documentaries, but this is such a good documentary. It it um it obviously is very like okay, we're not gonna t- we'll touch on this, but we won't go into detail like because they because it's already pretty long. It's it's an hour and a half, but um. Uh, Iger makes a, a cameo appearance, which was really good mm-hmm. in it. Um, there's a subplot about Eric Goldberg and his two friends trying to make a mini, make uh, a Mickey short hand drawn for it. So it's and like I said, it's I a love really Eric good Goldberg. Is he oh, so awesome? I love that that man can do no wrong. Uh, um, but yeah, there's actually a thing. They actually get Paul Ruddish for a second in there. He's like. He says, and it ties back to these shorts. He says, like, there's a like Walt made like an unofficial Bible of Mickey saying what he can and cannot do. I've never read it. They they don't want me to read it, so that's why I just do whatever I want with him. I like and I, that, and I believe him because <laughs> man, it's like because they talk about how like how they how like how rambunctious he was when he uh when he first premiered in the 20s and 30s and then how yeah. like bland and safe he got in the late 30s and and uh 40s and 50s and then they tried to bring him back with this 2013 and especially with these specials they really yeah mickey kind of became too much of an icon for a while that he he was just so bland so boring you yeah, know, they, and again, I'm really glad that we have these shorts to give him character again. Yeah. 
it's like they said, like, a lot of his silliness had to go into goof. Like, a lot of his jokes that were supposed to too silly for him, they had to go to Goofy. The, well, he couldn't get angry anymore. And well, that went to Donald. That went to Donald. And, yeah. I like this. Yeah, I like these shorts because it's, uh, it's also, like I said, it's funny. that It makes it funnier that these are, like, can not canon, but they're, like, official, like, I don't know. It's like this is like actually made by the stu- same studio and same mostly same voice actors and like it's it just shows how versatile this character is. It's mm-hmm. like like really? the, I mean like this is like like I said earlier like I said like this is like I feel like this these shorts and these specials like they help bring him to like an older audience because clearly like he's these are made for kids and adults. They're not made for babies. These mm-hmm. are obviously. And it's like, but the thing is, they still have Mickey Mouse for toddlers. Like, they have the racer shows, they have Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse things. Yeah, I, I keep joking with my sister. She has a five month old, and they have access to our Disney Plus account. Uh, we made a, pro- a profile for them to watch. And every now and then I go on, I'm like, you're just watching Bluey over and over again, aren't you? Because <laughs> that's all it's it's like continue watching Bluey. I'm like, that's all you're showing my nephew, isn't it? The kid's gonna the kid's just watching nothing but Bluey. <laughs> I like with Disney Plus, it's like it's like, are you watching Doc McStuffins? No. <laughs> it's like the opposite of Netflix. Like, are you watching something like a pro it's like no, it's like it works the opposite way. I meant oh, I must. You must have meant Mandalorian. Yeah, sure, that's right. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, I like how versatile. Like, there's not that many characters that are like can like be like in like a video game like Kingdom Hearts, where it's like teenagers and adults sort of like oh, this is cool, but also can sell diapers. There's some truth to that. So, yeah, we're really hoping that we do get more of these shorts uh, here in the future. Again, there's no notice on what the plan is. I mean, there's already several uh, holiday shorts focusing on these characters before we had this. We also had a Halloween special and a Christmas special, which I believe those are all still available on Disney+. Plus. Really love the Christmas special, actually, because it's the idea that uh donald and daisy and the rest of the duck family have to fly south for the winter because they're ducks but because of that donald's never really been able to celebrate christmas with his friends so he says he's finally going to stay up north and enjoy christmas but you quickly learn why ducks need to migrate it's an educational short yeah where donald almost dies yeah i like that it's donald base i feel like he's like the one character Especially with Disney, where it's like they net like they never botched. He's my favorite. Um, oh, sure. But um, it's like he's always been consistently like like okay, Donald would always do that. They never like softened him. Never to the extent of like Don- Mickey and Donald. I mean, Mickey and Goofy. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, Donald has been a very continuous character with his zaniness, his anger. I still remember the first time I showed my husband the uh, cured duck short. That's the one where Daisy makes him take an anger management class. Yeah. <laughs> because he destroys her house when he can't open the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I just love... just My husband, I couldn't stop laughing watching him rampage. <laughs> it's great. 
good Donald Duck rampage should be enjoyed by everyone. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we will be getting more shorts in the future. Uh, when they do, uh, hopefully, Zach, you will come back and uh, review them with us again. Yeah, I hope they do. I mean, one of my friends said, like, on Facebook, that he said that this might be the last thing. I'm like, I hope not. Like, I really don't. Because, first of all, they're opening that new ride in uh, Disney World. The uh, Well, it's not new. They already have it in Disney. Was it? No. Was no, it sorry. the Runaway Railway? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, messed I up. rode that at uh, Disney World. So that's going to Disneyland now, right? Yeah, I mixed up. And usually it's the other way around, but this one, it opened in Disney World first, and now it's going, which is good because Toontown, I love Toontown, but it is so dated. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, it's charmingly dated, but it's like, like this is where, like, it's obviously, it's, in the back of the park where parents just need to like let their kids run around. Yeah. And we say this with love to Gary K. Wolf and his creations. We're both friends with him on Facebook. He is yeah. a wonderful man. And who framed Roger Rabbit is still my all time favorite movie. So That's not just movie. favorite anime movie, favorite movie. So, but no, the runaway railway is a lot of fun. I love the new just way they're doing instead of just animatronics moving their mouths, they have it's like light projectors, multiple light projectors on the bodies. So they can animate these models and make them look like they're saying stuff. And this is apparently the new way they're doing this. I saw this also with the, um, uh, the fireworks show on the castle because they have all of these projectors going at different angles to show amazing light shows on the castle that for a non flat surface should be completely impossible. But they make it work, and it's really incredible. Yeah, I've seen some of it on YouTube. I watched. It looks really good, and it's mm -hmm. also good to hear uh, Rusie Taylor's voice one more time. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, she's with Wayne now. Yeah. Well, I do really like uh, Catelyn as uh, Minnie, and I love Chris as uh, Mickey. He does a great job with this. Yeah, I actually, I I hate saying this because. Man, I'm nearly. But I, uh, I really, I wish they kept Chris full time because I really like because I, I really, I know they, because I mean I like Brett, but I really like Chris's voice. Yeah, so Brett does making the video games. Correct? Yeah, yeah, because he was the voice of Mickey in the Kingdom Hearts games. I know that. Yeah, he's pretty much like everything except for the specials. Because okay. I think they wanted someone. Like they want their their reasoning from what I've heard is they Chris sounds a lot more like Walt and they were when they first started these they mm -hmm. wanted to really replicate that 1920s 30s early 30s uh, look to it and then they just abandoned it and did whatever they wanted which first of all I like uh, so I guess Chris sounds more like Walt and Ben sounds probably more like Wayne yeah I think they wanted more like continuity mm -hmm. for the voice actors. But I think they, yeah, you, you're, you're right, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I did ask a while back, I, I think I put a thing on the, the cartoon research board that we're on. I'm like, who do you guys prefer, Chris or Brett? And, and yeah, there was some discussion about, like, you know, well, Brett sounds exactly like Wayne did. So there's a continuity there. But Chris sounds exactly like Walt did. So. Yeah. And I, I think Chris also brings a little more fluidity to the role he is a broadway trained actor and 
I, I, I think he's able to improv and bring a bit more comedic timing to it. Yeah. I, I like Wayne. I, I mean, bias. I grew up with Wayne's. Making. Oh, of course we all did. Yes. Yeah. I know it's weird. I'm like, shouldn't Walt be your favorite since he was the original. And I'm like, I love Walt. There without Walt, there would be no more Mickey. I think there's documentaries to prove that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's obviously a guy with a deep voice trying to do a high pitch voice. I mean, he was a good act, but I mean, Wayne really perfected that voice. Yeah. And Wayne was the voice that we grew up with. Yeah. You know, the first shorts that we saw, it was definitely Wayne. All right. Well, I think we've gone about everything here. So yeah, we will uh, be keeping an eye out for more shorts when we have them. We will uh, hopefully get to do more reviews. Uh, Mr. Strobel, I believe you have a few things to plug. Yes. So, um, yes, I uh, am a children's book author and I have some books on Amazon. They are, we've got Dinosaurs on the Moon, uh, Quail Tales, The Adventures of Buttons for really little kids. Um, uh, we, with the holiday season, it's everyone's favorite holidays coming up. Hanukkah! So, uh, we have a Hanukkah book. Um, Sorry, the guy I worked on this was Jewish, so I couldn't make a Christmas book. Uh, um, what else? No judgment. Um, no judgment, no. Um, it's all about who you know. Um, Damn what straight. else? Uh, we have other books. Um, uh, just if you go to um, Amazon, you type in Zachary Strobel, you'll find them. Try to keep the pretty reasonable price. Great for Black Friday, which is coming up. Um, for the holidays, and if you don't like them, you can give them to someone you hate. So, and it's more—it's less expensive than some coal. So, um, but yeah, with all seriousness, um, yeah. So, just again, just go to Amazon and type in Zachary Strobel, and uh, yeah. We'll be sure to put the links uh, to your books on uh, the Rattledge and Broadcasting Facebook and Twitter page. So I'll get those out there. Uh, as far as my time with the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network, I will be back on Wednesday night to discuss the menu, the new uh, black comedy thriller uh, starring Ray Fiennes and Anna Taylor Joy, which, a little spoiler, I'm going to go ahead and say this may very well be my favorite movie of 2022. And in a movie of several Marvel releases, I I stand by that. I walked out of that movie and I absolutely loved it. And I can't wait to talk about it on Wednesday. Are you reviewing uh, Strange World? We are, actually. Um, you want me to ask Mark if there's an extra table or a seat at the table? Yes, please. Mm, okay, because you asked so adorably. Uh, when I am not selling my soul to Mark, I'm running Honeysuckle Rose Creations, where fashion meets fandom at the intersection of geek and chic. Our Black Friday sale starts, uh, well, Black Friday. Uh, everything in both of our Etsy and handmade and Amazon shops is going to be 20% off. And for every order that is placed between Black Friday and Christmas Eve, we will be donating $5 per order to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. We do this charity drive every year. Thrilled to be going back to it. We've got a ton of fun geeky jewelry up in the shops. We got wire wrapped dice. We got earrings and charm bracelets made from Clue and Monopoly pieces. 
We've got hair barrettes made from Scrabble tiles featuring artwork inspired by some of your favorite geeky tropes. Five Nights at Freddy's, Gravity Falls, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, Slash Legend of Korra, Legend of Zelda, Danganronpa, Stranger Things. You name it, we got it. And you can always follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter under duress right now. Uh, I should add that we are actually looking for another social media platform to move to because I'm pretty sure Twitter is about to go the way of Pompeii. And my MySpace. Oh, good God, yeah. I'm old. You're younger than me. I don't want to follow up with that joke. Yes. So again, that's Honeysuckle Rose Creations, the intersection of geek and cheek. So for Zachary Strobel, I'm Alexis Haina for the Rattlech and Broadcasting Network saying be well, be safe, behave, and all hail the mouse.